This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, April 9th, and today we're going to be looking at some recent fantasy trends developments as always. But with most fantasy leagues trade deadlines having already passed and the fantasy playoffs approaching, we are gearing this primarily toward things you can actually take action on. So I guess you could consider this a bonus waiver wire podcast to some extent. We'll talk about some big opportunities in Orlando, Charlotte, and much more. That is all coming up in just a minute. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. I am joined by Steve Alexander. Steve, what's the latest? What's going on? What's uh, What do you got? We got Masters Week is here, and that's this is always one of my favorite uh, favorite weeks of the year because you got the whole March Madness thing just wrapped up, right? That was Monday, and then baseball season kicks off like right then, and then you got the Masters, so it's, it's perfect. Well, we also have uh, we also have the NBA season continuing, oh, and I think a lot of people is, is the NBA still happening? Yes, yes, it's uh, ongoing, okay. ongoing thing here, and people I think are trying to. Uh, Win some fantasy leagues if they're still listening, most likely. So let's dive into some players that have grabbed our attention recently. And as I said at the top, I mean, we could talk about season-long trends for, you know, guys in the top 25 and top 50. But at this point, we're pretty much all stuck with those guys on our rosters. So we wanted to talk about players that might be sitting on your waiver wire still. And we have a McDaniels alert, Steve, but it is... Not the McDaniels you were expecting. <laughs> it is not Jaden McDaniels. It is his older brother, Jalen. Got a start on Wednesday for the Hornets. Posted 21 points, six boards, three dimes, two steals, and two threes. We don't know how permanent this move to the starting lineup is, but I think you pick up McDaniels now and ask questions later. Well, I had I had a lot of fun writing his blurb after that game 
because it was so unexpected. Like he only played in like 26 games for the, for the Hornets this year. He probably scored more points last night than he scored all season. Probably not. I didn't, didn't add that up, but uh, <laughs> just came out of nowhere. And, you know, at first I th- thought he got the start specifically because Gordon Hayward was out, but the move actually was Bismack Biombo to the bench and, and McDaniels starting, but Bismack Biombo doesn't play that many minutes anyway. Hayward's out for at least a month, maybe the season. I said what you said, man. You pick this guy up in everywhere you can because it's. I feel like there's been a lot of times this year where where a guy would do something for one game or maybe one two games, and we're like, eh, you don't really need to go get him. And then a month later, he's still going crazy. And I, I just think. Uh, at this point, you pick him up, you drop whoever. In my in my case, when I picked him up in like eight leagues, it was Joe Ingles. Uh, I, I've had enough Nick Claxton for now. I mean, two points and two rebounds is just not going to cut it on a team where you have enough centers. I'm not I'm not a big fan of dropping Nick Claxton, but he's been pretty bad. So I picked him up everywhere I can. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait, you know, a few days, see how he does tonight against the Bucks. And we'll go from there. You mentioned it to me before before we started. We, we're probably obligated to mention what our favorite Oklahoma City Thunder guys did on Wednesday night. Alexei Pokashevsky just went off, I think, 25 points, seven three-pointers, something like eight rebounds, four assists. And Teo Maladone had a 25-point game as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and shot 50% from the floor. You have anything to say about it? Oh, I thought you were looking something up. I am. Uh, you can keep talking. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Matt. These, this Oklahoma City Thunder thing. I mean, I've been doing this for like twenty years, and I've how many times have I written? It's time for this team to forget about winning games and just let the kids play. Like turn the youngsters loose. Let's let's not worry about our record. Let's not get any coaches fired because of it. But let's just play the kids. And so many times because of politics and because of money and because of coaches names and and things, it just doesn't happen like that where they where they actually shut everyone down and just let the kids play. That's why this Thunder tank is, in my opinion, the greatest and most fun fantasy tank in the history of tanking. Wow. I love it so much. Wow. By the way, nine rebounds, four assists for Pokashevsky. I think I said eight. And Maladone, 25 points, five boards, five dimes, two blocks, three three-pointers. We'll give him a pass on the six turnovers because he's a 19-year-old rookie point guard. And the rest of the stat line is pretty great. So Franchise rookie record, seven threes for Poku. Uh, the comments from the opposing coach were like, man, this kid is a problem. Once he figures everything out, like he's going to be a superstar. I'm convinced. I mean, at some point, you you know, you just follow. I think I said the other day on the podcast when the Raptors, you know, add a point guard, you pay attention. When the Thunder grab a prospect who you've never heard of, start paying attention. You know, I don't think a lot of us had really thought much about Pokashevsky before the Thunder drafted him in the first round, but that's that's the moment when we should start paying attention right there. I mean, I remember he was sitting there available in our 30 team league. And I was kind of like, well, you know, the Thunder did spend a first-round pick on this guy. I didn't pick him, but it would have been a great pick if I had made it. Well, yeah, I saw something on Twitter. Uh, like, if the Thunder can get Maladone and Poku with picks like 17 and 34, whatever it was, 
what are they going to do with all those top fives? Oh, you know, like, like it's just they're going to be scary because they have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's who's pretty awesome himself. Who also, I don't think we're going to see him again this season, right? Like, the tank is on. Like, he could accidentally win them a game or two by himself. Yeah, you have to be worried about it. I haven't checked what the latest is on Shea recently. I will check right now. But man, props to the Thunder for just giving us a full, almost a full season of Moses Brown and Poku and Maladon and all all these, uh, Roby. There's all these just kids playing for that team, and they're going to be better next year because of it. Those guys are getting tons of minutes, tons of playing time. Uh, gaining confidence, figuring out how to play in the NBA, and it's it's a genius move by by the Thunder. And is it Sam Presti? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> you should almost leave that leave that pregnant pause in there. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So do you agree with me? Is this the greatest tank? Is, is this the most fun tank in the history of tanks? I can't I can't go there with you because it's just. I haven't had a chance to think about it. I think it's a wonderful, a wonderful bold take on your part, and uh, I'm glad you said it. But I, I'm not going to jump in just because. I, okay, sure. Yes, it is the greatest ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a list. I don't have a list in my computer of, the, of my favorite tanks of all time. But if I did, I think this would probably be at the top. By the way, Shea Gilchrist Alexander, according to the latest blurb on NBC Sports Edge, set to be reevaluated in mid-April, and. If you think about that, I mean, mid-April is a week away, potentially. But reevaluated can be a misleading term for those of us who are anxious fantasy managers. We think, oh, reevaluated, he'll be back. Reevaluated could mean two more weeks. I mean, you see it all the time. So, I don't know. It feels like a coin flip whether he's really going to be back in time to help teams in the fantasy playoffs. But obviously, you're not cutting SGA at this point. I'm not cutting him, but I don't. I mean, the way this team is trying to lose games and let guys who are who need to develop, develop. Um, I just don't see it. Yeah, it's fair to it's fair to be quite concerned about that if you have him in a fantasy league. Steve, let's talk about uh, another team that is losing games actively, the Orlando Magic. And that brings me right away to Mo Bamba, who on Wednesday night had 19 points, eight boards, a steal, two blocks, and three three-pointers in just 25 minutes. I was watching some of the some of his game footage and the three-point stroke looks very fluid to me. Like Compared to what his three-point shot looked like coming out of Texas, he looks like a much-improved shooter, catch-and-shoot, quick release, just pretty smooth. And since the trade deadline, he's sitting at 11 points per game, around five and a half boards, a block per game, 1.33 pointers. And that's just in just 18 minutes. And it's also worth noting that the Magic, according to Shams Trania, are expected to waive Kem Birch. So that is low-key excellent news for Bamba as well, I think, Steve. And to me, he is trending toward being an exciting pickup in fantasy leagues. Yeah, I like the low-key Kem Birch information, too, because you're right. I mean, that's kind of a big big deal for Mo Bamba. I played 25 minutes on Wednesday night. I think that might have been, been a season high. You're right, the three-pointers look good. He filled the stat sheet in that game and played more minutes than our guy Wendell Carter Jr. Of course, the Magic were blown out by the Wizards. And, yeah, I mean, I have not, I've not been a Mo Bamba guy. I'm not going to lie. Since he came in the NBA, I, I just – the Magic are sort of like my Spurs of the East. I just try to try to stay away, especially now that Vooch is gone. 
But uh, Mo Bama is doing enough right now that if you're holding on to a center that is driving you nuts, you should go get Mo Bama. You're missing out. There's a lot of fun things happening in Orlando right now, fantasy-wise. Bamba, you know, it's funny. I mentioned the other day, I think I said something about Killian Hayes. Can we stop talking like Killian Hayes is going to be a thing? I may have done the same thing with Mo Bamba at one point this year, where he was just totally, like you, he was totally off my radar, but he is back on it in a big way. So I, I have noticed I'm picking up Bamba wherever I can, and I think it's time to make this happen. And, and I want to go straight to his teammate, RJ Hampton, who the Magic acquired from Denver in the Aaron Gordon trade. Three straight double-digit games for him after Wednesday. During that stretch, 14 points per game, six rebounds, two dimes, one steal, 1.73s in 30 minutes a game. It's worth noting, Steve, that Cole Anthony played in that game on Wednesday night. He's back at 13.7 dimes and two threes. I think for better or for worse, though, I am prioritizing Hampton over Anthony. I kind of want to see... I don't know. I feel like we've gotten a longer look at Cole Anthony. We kind of know what the pitfalls are in his fantasy game i want to see what rj hampton hampton can do i'd rather roll the dice on him where do you land on that one i would agree with you on that i i do think cole anthony is back on the radar i know last time we we talked i was like why am i still holding cole anthony on my injured list on all these teams well he's back and, and he had what seven dimes seven 13 dimes. points on Wednesday. So the other thing that's weird is Michael Carter Williams still played 21 minutes and kind of balled out in that game. Like he filled the stat sheet, but I, I think they're going to turn to Cole Anthony and, and not disrupt RJ Hampton. I think it's going to be MCW that takes the hit there. Pokashevsky, Maladone, Chuma Okiki, Mo Bamba, RJ Hampton. These are some of the names that could quietly be league winners for us. And I will throw into that mix a very different name in terms of age. And Steve, I'm going to say it. I see old people. Marcus Aldridge's first four games with Brooklyn, 13 points per game, 5.3 boards, two blocks, and one three per game. Marcus with the Nets, I think he had 22 points in his most recent game for Brooklyn. I think anyone who waited out Marcus Aldridge uh, is actually feeling pretty good about it right now. Uh, yeah, good for them. Uh, I <laughs> I was not. I was not part of that. I'm, I'm not part of that celebration. Not part of that party. I, I don't have any Aldridge. Not only did I never cut him, I, I never actually had him on any roster and over the last two seasons. Last year, it's kind of rough because he went crazy. He look. He looks good for Brooklyn. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that old guy is out there getting it done. Him and Blake Griffin just. Just killing, killing stuff there in Brooklyn. Welcome back, KD, by the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. If you rode out Aldridge or were able to pick him up, you should be patting yourself on the back. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. 
guaranteed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Want to remind you that you can get access to our League Sync tool to help you manage your fantasy squads, as well as our DFS tools and our betting tools by going to edge plus.nbcsports.com. Enter the code STU10 for 10% off any subscription. And from how he began playing golf with his dad to his funding of Howard University's golf programs to his pick to win the Masters, check out an all-new episode of the Beyond the Fairway podcast with three-time NBA champion and two-time MVP Steph Curry, available wherever you get your podcasts. Steve, a few more names to hit before we depart, and this one pains me as a basketball fan. Uh, Grayson Allen dropped 30 against my Hawks on Wednesday night (laughs) in a Grizzlies win. Uh, since mid-March, I was looking at it, and it feels a little bit like Allen's been kind of hit or miss, up and down, but just since mid-March in 13 games, he's sitting at 13 points per game, four boards, two dimes, right around one steal, and two and a half threes, good percentages. He's just 14% rostered. I would rather pick up RJ Hampton, but the numbers aren't that different from what we've seen from Hampton recently, what we've been seeing from Grayson Allen. So I think if you miss out on Hampton, you could take a look at one Grayson Allen. Where do you land on this one? Yeah, you can. Jared uh, Jared sent me a note like right at the end of that game. He's like, dude, how did your Hawks give up 30 points to Grayson Allen? Are you kidding me? And I was like, oh, you know, Grayson Allen's been playing pretty, pretty well. I, I don't think it's anything crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely on the radar. I mentioned him in pickups of the day uh, after McDaniels, Poku, and, and Maladon. I think Grayson Allen's a decent pickup. Uh, you're right, Hampton. I'd rather have Hampton. And also, we mentioned Okiki, but we didn't talk about how bad he struggled on Wednesday night, which is going to probably cause some impatient people to drop him. I know oh. I just went way off topic. Please don't do we that. Can circle, we can circle back. Please don't drop Okiki after that game. Please. Or please do. If you're in any of my leagues, please do. Yeah, I don't think people should be dropping Okiki, but his game was very, very quiet. And, you know, I could see somebody being like, well, hey, that was my worst line last night. I'm going to go get McDaniels and drop Okiki. Don't do that. Agreed. What was I going to say to you there? Oh, how did Grayson Allen score 30 against the Hawks? Well, it also helped that they were without DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella, and Danilo Gallinari in that game. So there was a lot of a lot of B-squad action happening for the Hawks in that particular matchup. The fact that the Hawks held on in that game as long as they did was pretty impressive because I was like, no Capella, this thing's over like right now. By the way, Clint Capella, should he not be getting some defensive player of the year consideration or some some kind of consideration for something like what a great season that guy has had and he just gets zero love from national media. Your uh, your guy Bob, our guy Bob Rathman was talking about that on the broadcast on Wednesday night. It's, it's he gets nothing. I like the idea of just him getting something, which you just proposed. Like, okay, he doesn't win defensive player. You just give him like a recognition award, like good season, like a good season <laughs> award. You know good what I mean? Job. <laughs> like a, you're not first team All NBA. You're not second team All. You're not defensive player of the year. Good season. You, about, don't quali- about, you don't qualify for anything, but you had a really nice season. Good job, buddy. Award. I like it. By the way, when we had Bob Rathman on 
this podcast, he talked about, and I, I remember it very distinctively for some reason, but he talked about how incredible Clint Capella's hands were and how he was able to do things and keep balls alive that a lot of guys can't really do. And since he said that, I've been watching, and I mean, he's right, man. Capella makes a lot of plays happen just because he gets a, a finger on the ball that other guys wouldn't. Also, I noticed Clint Capella shoots a lot of lefty hooks. I saw Mo Bamba with a little uh, lefty hook action, bringing it back to Mo Bamba from earlier. Richie Valens? Richie Havens. Hang on, Steve. The dog is barking. I'm going to hit a pause here. Be right back. I've got just one more name, and this guy just got suspended for a game, but Talon Horton Tucker has mostly been a disappointment in the wake of LeBron's injury, but he's had a little mini burst in his last few games prior to Thursday. 16 points, just under four boards, around two dimes, 2.3 steals, 1.3 threes. And yeah, as I said, got, just got a one-game suspension, but and I don't know, does this feel especially sustainable? His minutes are in the 20s. One of those games at least was a blowout. I'm not sure that THT can keep doing this, but he's a guy I'm watching closely at the very least. Well, I didn't like that he didn't really do much after LeBron went away. You know, without LeBron and AD, I thought THT was going to kind of step in and do what Jalen McDaniels did on Wednesday, but... THC really hasn't done that. Now he's got a one-game suspension. I assume by the time that is over, we'll be getting some LeBron James updates on when LeBron might be back. So I'm not. All these other guys we talked about, I'd rather roll with, which, of course, is why you had him at the bottom of the list. It's true, but the the reason I bring him up is I just I look at those per 36-minute stats, 16 points per game, five boards, four assists, 1.7 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.03s. Like, there is a fantasy dynamo in there. I just don't know if it's going to happen consistently here down the stretch. But I'm, I'm rostering him in at least some deeper leagues, and he's on my watch list everywhere. So, so once he's back from that suspension, that's just another guy I've got my eye on um, because we really don't know when LeBron will be back. True. And... You know, if THT played for the Thunder, now now we'd oh. be talking. Oh, man. <laughs> now we've got something. Although he's going to start to infringe on Pokashevsky, I think, a little bit. That might hurt his production. Dude, that's my favorite thing about Pokashevsky is the Thunder have literally said, here, kid, you're going to play 36 minutes tonight, and don't worry about your teammates. Don't worry about your coaches. Just go out there and do whatever you want and just go crazy. And that's what he does. And it's, it's such a cool concept. And I mean, he is, he is immune to garbage time too. Like he is in there just churning out stats in, you know, when they're down 20, 30 in the fourth quarter, it's a beautiful thing. I think we would be, I think we'd be remiss. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention (laughs) that Poku tried to throw down a nasty dunk on Wednesday and, Came down awkwardly, landed on his hip, and went straight to the locker room. Did not come back out. But when they asked him about it after the game, he's like, oh, yeah, I I tried to dunk and missed it and fell on my hip. I'm fine. It's no big deal. So uh, if he says it's no big deal and everybody else that I've heard from thinks it's no big deal, then I think it's no big deal. It was slightly a big deal, though, because he missed an opportunity to crank out some more stats at the end of that game. He was, I think he was out at the very end when he could have gotten to 30 points, eight or nine threes. He could have had 10 threes. He could have. He could have put that record out of reach. Quickly, Steve, I think we got to talk. We would be remiss if we didn't mention the Carl Anthony Towns shutdown watch update on the Steve Alexander shutdown tracker. 
Uh, I believe oh, we've, we've passed. One game? Oh, we've got one? Uh, I don't know. We've got one? Last night, actually Wednesday night might have done it. That might Well, I think we're at it right now. I think if he is shut down before his next game, I would accept that as 100% accuracy. It's not looking good for you, though, because in the Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com, there is a quote that over the Wolves' remaining games, he is devoted to setting the foundation for success next season. This sounds like a guy who... That does not sound good for me. (laughs) That does not sound good for you. (laughs) It sounds great for Cat and the Wolves, though. It does. It does. It's a win-win. It's tricky because D'Angelo Russell is finally back and playing. Everybody's kind of healthy, right? So... So maybe the Wolves are going to treat this like a lot of teams treated the bubble at the end of the year last year that the Hawks were not allowed to participate in, which the Phoenix Suns were, and look what happened to them. Let's go run out these last you know couple weeks, month, and, and see what we have for next year and try to build something for the future. And I'll take the loss if that means Cat's going to keep playing. I mean, I'd rather – I'm not rooting – for a cat shutdown, I, it just seemed inevitable. So. Well, and we should say, no, in no way does the Doctor A shutdown tracker uh, imply that you're rooting for anyone to shut it down. It's it's just your projections. Even when I make a projection on a shutdown, I don't root to win that. You hope if I win it, that's that's great. Yeah, but I never. I and one of my fantasy peeves is uh, when when some new fantasy. Manager will say something like, man, I need for Giannis to go down for you, dude. And, and like rooting for injuries to other people's players. Like that drives me nuts. I think it's a, it's a terrible thing to do. And it sets you up with bad karma. So don't do it. All right. That's going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe and have a podcast on Spotify, wherever you may be listening. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. We're going to be back here on Monday to talk more waiver wire pickups as always we'll probably have an update on some of these guys and some more names emerging over the weekend thanks to all of you for listening steve thank you for taking the time i will talk to you soon see ya the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.